All right. The Bobby Bones Post Show Pre Show. I haven't been able to get into the new David Letterman season, but you watched him interview Kim Kardashian. Yeah, it was really good. I thought, okay, wow. There's just so much. I remember when she first came about. We know how she got famous, and then I think that it's always just kind of been in the back of my head. Like, oh, okay, she doesn't. But she's she continues to grow as a person. She does a lot. She's clearly smart, the, the businesswoman. She cares about people, uh, and she uses her platform for good. Uh, Did so, you come out of that feeling different about her than you went in? For sure. Yeah. I didn't realize all the different things. I had heard she was kind of taking some law classes or whatever, but she's actually very passionate about uh, prison reform and like she doesn't she's going working with any administration and she can use her name like literally because she's Kim Kardashian she's gotten people out of jail that were innocent or that so oh excuse me that shouldn't be serving a lifelong sentence Long, right. right when maybe they should be serving five years or one year but so she's passionate about that and then also that he talked about when she got robbed Oh, and when they when they busted into her hotel, right, and, and like held her at gunpoint. Crazy! I didn't know some of the details from that that she shared, which I thought just made me think like you just never. She had been flashing her ring online like right before, but that really didn't matter because the people that robbed her they had been following her for two years, waiting for the right time to strike. And when she got that ring, they thought well, this is it. We got to get our hands on that ring, and then they were able to. Uh, they took the concierge at the hotel by gunpoint. They had cameras turned off. I mean, the whole thing was very well executed, which obviously ha- would have to be because they have high security. But I just, she thought she was going to die. Yeah, what was, it's been a long time ago. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot since then. Yeah. What happened with that? Okay, so they were at their hotel in Paris, Yeah, maybe? that sounds right. And Kanye was going out, and Kim was staying in. All, Courtney was also staying in the same hotel room. Like, I guess they probably had a suite, more like a house in a hotel. But Courtney went out with a friend to a club. Kanye was going to a club. Kim said, I'm just going to go to bed. You take the security. You're going out. You need it more than I do. So she said she woke up and heard steps, footsteps up the stairs, and thought it was Courtney coming home because they were kind of loud. She's like, are they drunk? Like, what's happening? And then she said it just got weird. And there, it, these men came in. They were uh, in police uniforms but masked. And they told her to get out of bed. She was, like, naked with a robe on. So she was preparing herself to who knows what was going to happen. She said that mentally she had to say to herself, I guess this is a post-show, pre-show. I can say something. No. Like she, she said in her, she's like, I'm very strong mentally. And I was like, okay, just breathe. You're probably about to get raped. Like, this is what's going to happen. Just breathe. You can get through this. Like she didn't know really what she was going to do, like to fight back. Because then at one point a guy, they had like a gun and then there was a knife, I think. I don't know. I also listened to a similar podcast recently. And now I hope I'm not combining stories, but she was duct taped. Her mouth was duct taped, her eyes, her hands. Then they threw her in the bathtub naked. But one of the guys, one of the guys was like, she felt really threatened by like he was going to kill her. And then another guy came and whispered to her, everything's going to be fine. Like they weren't going to kill her, but they did steal the jewelry. I mean, it was a, it was to rob her and scare her and that they had followed her to different countries. Wow. And they had planned to attack somewhere else, but it fell through. So they called off I, the, called off the mission. What whatever. did they get from her? Did they get the ring? 
Um, I think. And what do you do with that? You can't got, take it to a pawn shop. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, she said she took all of her jewelry on this trip for whatever reason. It was Paris Fashion Week, or there was something going on where she needed all of her jewelry. So she took everything in this huge box and had it all there with her. And they, I think they yelled out. She could hear them yelling. We got the box. We got the box. Let's go. Let's go. Like, leave her alone. We got the box. And then um, she said that she was glad it happened to her because she didn't. She called her sisters the next day when she was talking to them. She's like, I'm so glad this happened to me because I think every single one of you, just the way that they're built and their minds are and how sensitive maybe they are versus her, she's like, you would be messed up for the rest of your life. She's like, but thankfully this happened to me and I can handle it. It was crazy. Mm. That's I wonder what those guys got away with. Did they arrest them? Oh, no, they're arrested. No, but what, I wonder if they were able to get rid of any of that stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. And also, I was multitasking while I was watching, but it was really good. And uh, I walked away thinking, like, oh wow, you know, they're they are this crazy, famous, wild family that's done a lot, but they're real people with real things going on in their lives. Yeah, they're real people. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 you know, for me, I'm kind of re-experiencing that. Because I see people be just so extremely aggressively mean to Caitlin for no reason. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely awful to her. Send her messages, threatening her, telling her about she's disgusting, her body, just everything, constantly. And it just reminding me that, man, I guess I'm numb to it a bit. Because I've just experienced it for so long. Also, I'm not a woman. It's different. The messages she gets are different than the ones I get. They just wish I would die. You know, with her, they wish much worse things. Yeah. You know, there was a video that we put up where she was just being funny going, you know, if you don't, if you ask permission instead of just telling me you're going to play basketball, you, you get to play more. It was a total joke. People then started sending her DMs like you're, you're a waste to society. You shouldn't be with him. Just hundreds of them. It was unbelievable to me. But I was kind of re-reminded that... Even the people that I see as huge celebrities, like a Kim Kardashian, you get no more famous than that. Yeah, they are, they're just normal people. Mm-hmm. But it sucks. It sucks for Caitlyn sometimes. Where she just like, I, I wish, I, she's like, I wish I didn't have to live a life where I had to avoid being on Instagram. She goes, but I'm not having a great day today. Now I know if I get on Instagram, I'm going to have a thousand messages of people wishing I would die or saying I shouldn't be with you or, and you just feel bad. Saying I'm only with you because of this. Yeah, this you just, this. I just feel bad for her. And I hate that she can't get online either. But sometimes she doesn't. It, so that affects me now, which it didn't forever because I'm like, what are you going to do? Are you going to say something about me that I've already said a hundred times? Because I feel the same way. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I get it. But it's a whole different thing now. But that's a, that's a great reminder. And there's a little support group. I won't name any other names. But of country artists, we'll call them WAGs, wives and girlfriends, that deal with this. And they have their little talk group where they're like, they share messages and luckily they can laugh with each other about them. Mm -hmm. But it is, yeah, it's something that's been occurring that is not pleasant for me and is really unpleasant for her. Yeah, and I don't get it. But she did nothing to, she's done nothing to deserve the hate. She's like, I don't even post really. She's like, I don't say anything controversial. She's like, I just try, she's super private anyway. So, Yeah. That that part sucks. And when people attack me in comments, I don't even care. But I do get a little irritated or a lot sometimes in reply back when people go after her for no reason. So. Yeah, it's just, it's just hard. You just remember those people are not right. And something's wrong with somebody and wrong in them with 
them, they have something wrong. They're not happy maybe with themselves if they're hiding behind a keyboard and attacking somebody like that. And it's always it's uncalled for. It's like people who are like, you know, you guys shouldn't be fighting or and I'm going to put a Bible verse in my cu-. And then you look at theirs and they're just hating on people. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that is what wasn't supposed to be about. But I'm going to watch that. Who else did the interview? Do you know this season? Uh, um, Iron Man was Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. So I it rolled in. That's the one it rolled into next. But then I was really doing some other things. But I caught a few interesting pieces to where I want to go back and watch it when I can pay more attention. And I don't I don't know who else he has. That's all I saw. There was a thing on Instagram of The Rock tasting his own blood after he injured himself at the gym. Nice. I like The Rock 80% of the time. Sometimes he's a little annoying when he rips the fence out and posts <laughs> or when he licks his own blood. But that's what, like, the ninja guys do. Like, when they get punched, they lick their own blood. They go, it's in and brand. Taste it. And I like The Rock, and I expect that from The Rock. But he suffered an injury while working out. Required stitches. They want you to know he did not stop his workout. Oh, good. He continued. He just tasted the blood and kept going. Good, good, good. Which is what he should do on Instagram. Hopefully not on Instagram. He got that fixed up and then went back. But The Rock's like the closest thing we have to a superhero, right? Like yeah. a human superhero? That Elon Musk and The Rock. If you could combine those two. Elon Musk is like the Iron Man superhero. Yes. Yeah. And The Rock is like Incredible um, Hulk. Yes. Yeah. But if you, the, with their powers combined, you'd probably have a real life superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. President Vice Perez. Let's go. Now I'm going to pass on that. But I thought The Rock might run for president. Didn't we hear that? When Oprah was going to run, when every celebrity they say is going to run is going to run. Uh, Humans can only be productive for four hours at a time. That's about our max level before we need a break or a nap or food, which does actually make sense inside the normal, quote-unquote, eight-hour workday. Yeah. Four hours of lunch, Mm -hmm. four hours. A new study found that in a 24-hour period, the average adult can only be productive for about four interrupted hours. Once you hit that mark, you need a nap or a 30-minute mental break. Once you go over four hours, your efficiency and productivity take a steep drop. We're over five hours in right now. That's why this sucks. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, what? Are you yawning and laughing at the same time? As you can see, Amy's tired too. All right. I think that's, I had a couple things. What I want to mention here. Um, oh, a lot of people are asking about Eddie's CPR tests if you passed. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Of course. Cool. Good I mean, yeah, that, no, that would be terrible if I didn't. Then I wouldn't have my foster kids. And then another one is Raymundo had a game he wanted to talk about, an app that our listeners would like. Mm-hmm. What's you it called? For it? It's Among Us, and whether you're 40 years old or you're 12 years old, everybody is playing this right now. It's free on the App Store, and you can, you can play it with your kids, and it's what's bringing adults and kids together right now. But what is the game? There's 10 little ghost things in a room. You have to figure out the one that's an imposter. So, so, like, Clue. Um, am I a ghost? Are we all ghosts? You in the never room? know. You can either be a crewmate or you can be an imposter. Everybody's a ghost, but yeah, then once you get in there, you get assigned. And you can team up with people. So, if you got somebody right next to us, you're like, hey, man, are you an imposter? You are? Okay, cool. Let's play this together. My uh, nephew and Billy's fiance were playing it the entire weekend. It's all the rage right now, and nobody's talking about it. But do you play with people you don't know? Yeah. Sometimes you get put in rooms with people you don't know. Yeah, you can jump in rooms any time of the day because people are playing all over the world. But how do you make a move? Do you ask questions? So you just walk around. You got to see if somebody's running. Maybe they're an imposter and they're killing people. There's and only, if you're the imposter, if, or is your goal to kill people? If you're the imposter, yes, but you got to be sly about it. You got to be like, <laughs> once you're in a room by yourself, boom, kill somebody. Then you go to kill another person. And then once they discover a dead body, the game's over. So you've almost got to spread out everybody into different rooms, kill them, and nobody sees the dead bodies, and that's how you win the game. Anyone else heard of this game? No, never. never. I okay. mean, you guys all have kids. Yeah, never heard of it. Are they outside playing on the swing set or what? Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. 
It's called what? Among Us? Among Us. There's got to be in-game buying, though, if it's free. Uh, my nephew plays, and he's not allowed to do that, and he said uh, all his friends play. But yeah, I believe it's right now that eventually they're probably going to start charging you for stuff, but that's why it's so popular, because it's free. Okay. Well, there you go. It's got four and a half stars. Lots of downloads? Yeah, I don't know how you tell that. 200,000 ratings. Wow. Yeah! Now, do you do Among Us or Among Us nickname? I believe it's just the normal one. That yeah. uh, The old nickname, I don't know what that is. And it does have in-app purchases. Nah, I'm going to go buy all of them just so I can get a head, <laughs> uh, heads up. All right, that's it. Thank you, guys. Here's today's show. Bye, everybody. What's happening? And good morning. Morning, studio. Morning. morning. There was a woman charged in West Virginia after trying to her- teach her children a lesson by driving a car with them on the roof. Dangerous, huh? Yeah, that is a little bit. A woman has been charged after she attempted to, quote, teach children a lesson by driving with them on the roof. October 21st, officers with the Fairmont Police Department responded because they said, hey, uh, someone said they saw a woman with with kids on on the hood of her car. And so she was parked and waiting for a friend. Two children climbed onto her vehicle. And when she observed them on top of the roof, she said, you know what? I'm going to teach them a lesson by putting the vehicle into gear and driving in reverse to the parking lot. Oh, so they were just climbing on the car. Mm-hmm. She didn't put them up there. Okay. I thought maybe she physically <laughs> yeah, was like, here, duct taped them down. While driving, they overheard multiple witnesses screaming at her to stop. But instead, she placed her vehicle into drive and, and continued to move around. Yeah, she must be going through a lot. <laughs> Probably right. She might need to breathe a little That's bit. That's what you I hear from that. it. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah. I hear I, this I lady doesn't her. need kids. <laughs> they sh- she should never have kids. It's a terrible decision. Oh. <laughs> there is a severed finger. It led to an arrest in a log splitter theft in Tennessee. Ooh. Oh. <gasps> a severed finger pointed deputies to a suspect Thursday during an investigation into a recent theft. The Anderson County Sheriff's Department responded to a stolen log splitter at a property where the severed finger was found along with the cell phone tools and other items. <laughs> Detectives found that Hugh Sieber had been dropped off at the Methodist Medical Center with a missing finger. Oh. The 50-year-old was in transport to the University of Tennessee Medical Center for treatment, and they saw him there. They, they had the severed finger, and then he was later charged with felony theft of property because he left his finger behind. Mm. Oh. Usually you hear the stories of, like, yeah, they left their ID behind. Well, that happened, and, too. Yeah. He, Bone behind, he which I think he left, too. He left a finger. You have to think, too, you lost this finger. You're going, dear God, please don't let me left left that finger. First of all, you're like, I'm so sad I lost my finger. Secondly, you're like, dear God, don't let it be on the property where I stole the log splitter. (laughs) Hopefully I lost it somewhere else. But they tracked him by it. Let's go over and talk to Heather in Dayton, Ohio. Heather, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a call and tell you a little story that happened over the weekend. Uh, So me and my mom, we went on a girl's trip for my birthday, and we were on the plane, and I had downloaded some podcasts that I thought she would like um, while flying. So we finished all of the ones that, you know, I had downloaded for her, and I said, well, I would like to listen to the Bobby Bones show and catch up on it from where I've missed the past couple days. You can listen with me, or I can take the headphones back. (laughs) And she said, no problem, I'll listen. I almost had to shut the podcast off because she was laughing so loud on the plane that people were looking at us. It was almost like a punishment. Like, if you don't stop laughing, I'm going to have to turn it off because 
it was embarrassing. Like, everybody was looking at us, and of course, I'm laughing underneath my mask, but to myself, and she's just bellowing in laughter, and she's now going to be a listener. She nice. doesn't listen listen to morning shows. She doesn't do any of that, but she is now going to be a new listener. Well, thank you. Do you have any idea what segment <laughs> it was? Because we'd like to do more of those. <laughs> Honestly, it was um, the segment of the woman that was getting taken off the airplane, and she was screaming at everybody that you're going to die. And the commentary that you were saying back and forth about that, she was just in tears. She was laughing so hard. And, I mean, it was just almost the entire podcast. Like, I don't – she'd never heard it before, and I don't know how, but she'd never heard it before. But she listened, and now she's like, where can I find that station? Because she lives in a different state than me. And I'm like – so I had to go through everything to show her where to find it and how to listen and – so, yeah, now you've got a new listener. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you. Tell her we say hello, and thank you for calling us from, from Dayton, Ohio. All right. Thank you. All right. See you later. Cole Hoyer and Kelly Momber are two police officers in Michigan that work at the Grand Rapids Police Department. They were married in May, but less than 18 hours after they said their vows, they went back to work. So the next day, they were back. Oh, wow. Serving again. This week, they recognized them for their sacrifice. and But Ray... I can tell you, Ray was back at work too yesterday. Yeah, this, I mean, it's like, it's honeymoon time right now. I don't know why I'm not in a tropical destination. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys going to do? We're going Grenada in December, but we also did randomly talk this weekend about going to, uh, doing a joint honeymoon with Billy and his fiance. So, I mean, maybe we go to Mexico but then instead. When, when are they getting married? Um, theirs is still up in the air because of COVID. They got engaged before us and we got married before them. But would they honeymoon before their wedding? Yeah. Okay. Let's just hey, a vacation. All bets are off at this yeah. point. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, get it when you can. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys may not go at the end of the year? Uh, yeah, we may cancel Grenada. We'll still get our money back and do Mexico with Billy and his fiance. Is that the move? Supposedly, with tradition, you do your wedding, go right on your honeymoon? Yes. Yeah, yeah right after. But really? Next six, day. Mine was six months after, but most people leave the next day. I assume after I get married, I'm going to work for a bit and then find this spot where I can go. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. What? I could see that's what you need to do. That's why we had, I mean, my husband was in the military. His schedule was not his own, so we could not go till the following summer. Was yesterday hard to come into work, Ray? Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously still still was hung, and it just, it sucks. My family's in town. Billy's in town. Can't hang out with those people, but that's life. It's an interesting term to use. You're still hung. Okay. Yeah. Why is he leaving the over out of it? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's hung over. Bro. Too my many words, are, man. We've always said that. Just hung? hung? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That doesn't sound right. I was happy, too, speaking of Ray's wedding, that it didn't rain. It rained all before. It rained a bit after. It was overcast, but it never did rain. Yeah, so I think we got the good luck because it did rain on our wedding day, but it didn't affect us because it wasn't really, it never was heavy at times, so that's perfect. Eddie, did you lie to your kids? I did. About Ray's wedding? I had to lie to them. What happened? Well, they had a football game at the same time that I had to be at the at the wedding place for the photographs and then my wife was following right after that and she was like okay I think I can make time to take him to the game but I may be late to the wedding I said no 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 you are not going to be late to that wedding so let's just tell the kids that the game got canceled it was I mean it was overcast it looked like it could have rained and just I said I told my wife you tell them because I've got to get to the pictures 
say, hey. You'd uh, be the one they resent in their 20s in a therapist's office for lying about this sport. Oh, event. come on. Bones, second grade flag football. So what are they going to do when their friends go, hey, <laughs> missed a game Saturday? Yeah. I'm hoping they don't even bring that up. Oh, that'll come up. You're like, oh, you missed out on the big play that Billy did. <laughs> yeah, eventually uh, this week you're probably facing that. They're going to come home from school like, what? They're going to go, you guys didn't hear Tim McGraw played all-time quarterback for both teams. <laughs> Yeah, well, whatever. You got to do what you got to do, man. We did get to raise early for pictures. They said, get there at 1. And I thought, okay, I showed up at 12.50, fully dressed. And you got people rolling out of cars in, like, their pajamas. And I'm like, okay, when are we going to get ready quick? We get there at 1 for pictures at 2 for a wedding at 4. And I like hanging out with folks. But it's a bit early, huh? I blame the wedding planner. She should not have had us there that early. We did have a lot of time to shoot the bowl, which is fun and all that. But, man, there was sometimes I was just looking at my watch like, is it forever going to get here? Okay, but I think probably in wedding planner experience, she's had groomsmen show up right at the nick of time. So she's probably built in an hour padding just to avoid any casualties. Yeah, I mean, we took maybe seven pictures. We could have done that. We did it in about two minutes and 30 seconds. It was... <laughs> it was a little extreme to be there that early. I mean, even to take them that early. Yeah, even to take them that early. We could literally, all right, you're going to get on the shuttle to the church. We could have walked outside, taken the pictures, got on the shuttle in two and a half minutes. That was it. But it was still fine. fun. I mean, we shot the bowl. Yeah. We did. Red put in the calendar time to shoot the shoot bowl. The bowl. Yeah. We had three hours of we shooting. Had three the hours bowl. of bull shooting. <laughs> it's <was> amazing. <laughs> on the phone right now is Kaylee, who lives in New Mexico. Kaylee, how are you? Morning, studio. Morning. Um, I was calling for some advice. So basically, um, I just got engaged, and I'm trying to plan my wedding, but I'm super close to my dad and my stepdad both. So I'm trying to decide how to, like, do the whole walking down the aisle thing and the father-daughter dance or Ooh. dances. Interesting question. I think this calls for... Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver! Well, do your real dad and your stepdad like each other? Yeah, they get along, okay. I wonder if they would bite the bullet and both walk you down at the same time. If I ask them, though, and then one of them says no... Well, that's the one that you... If one says no, they're thinking about themselves, not you. Are you closer to one than the other? Well, I work for my stepdad, so we talk more, but I'm very, very close to the both of them. Oh, yeah. See, because I have a half-sister, and when she got married, she has a stepdad, and and she chose to have her stepdad walk her down and not my dad. That was hard. Oh, no. My dad wasn't part of anything, but they're not not close, but I know that it hurt my dad's a little bit, maybe. Well, here's what I'm going to say. Ask them both to walk you down at the same time. There's no reason your wedding has to match the criteria of every wedding before you. And if one of them goes, nah, then they're just thinking about themselves. Like, they should put you, the bride, their daughter, you're the the daughter to the both of them. They should put your needs and wants first. So I would say ask them both. And as far as a father-daughter dance, I would say dance with them both. Do two songs. There's no reason you have to just do one. Or halfway through the song, could there be like a spin and she twirls out and lands in the no, other arms? No, because it's the same song. You need okay. a, a special song for both of them. Okay. And then you need to flip a coin to see who goes first. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. So one of them doesn't feel like, oh, she picked them first. Like you make a point of it like, okay, I want you guys both to us all, both to do a father-daughter dance. And I'm going to flip the coin right now. Heads, it's you, Chuck. Tails, it's you, Larry. <laughs> flip. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's good. My advice to you, Kaylee, is have them both walk you down the aisle. They will do it for you. They both love you very much. And have two father-daughter dances, but make sure they know you're flipping a coin to see who goes first because you love them both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of what I was leaning towards. So I appreciate it. I just didn't know if that would be a little too much father-daughter dancing during the reception. It's your wedding. It can be too much of, of whatever. You can put old home family videos up during the reception for two hours and make everybody watch them if you want. It's just your time. I mean, don't do that, but... <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay, that when, sounds good. When's your wedding? I'm not certain yet. I'm still trying to tack down a venue, and it's really hard to get anyone to call you back. So I'm really just trying to figure it out. When do you want it to be? I really want it to be like this time next year, um, like probably more like September or October next year. It's going to be like triple the weddings next year. Mm-hmm. I bet venues, because they had to drop all their bookings this year, I bet next year they can't keep a day open. I bet we see Tuesday night weddings. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all days of the week. It's, it's, it's every night. It's going to be every night a concert and every night of a, a wedding. Uh, Kaylee, thank you. We appreciate your call. Let us know how it turns out, okay? Thank you so much. I will do that. All right. Thank you. There it is. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. Yeah. Bobby Bones, the latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30-second skinny. The American Music Award nominations are out. Dan and Shay got nominated for Collaboration of the Year for their song 10,000 Hours with Justin Bieber. Kane Brown, Luke Combs, and Morgan Wallen are up for Favorite Male Artist. And Miranda Lambert, Maren Morris, and Gabby Barrett are up for Favorite Female Artist. The show airs November 22nd on ABC. Lady A is releasing a deluxe version of their 2012 holiday album this Friday. The project will feature four brand new songs. Three of them will be cover songs of Paul McCartney, the Beach Boys, and Ray Charles holiday songs, plus a song written by the three band members called Christmas Through Your Eyes. Luke Combs says being married hasn't changed his relationship with his wife, Nicole. It didn't change the dynamic of our relationship in any way. I mean, we had been living together previously for a while, and um, so it was just great to do that and and know that we have each other uh, there to lean on has been a really awesome feeling, and uh, we're having a great time. I'm Morgan Number 2. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Well, Jacob and Leah Simmons were getting certified to become foster parents, and they were waiting and waiting for their placement, and the time finally came. They get the call. They're getting a three-month-old baby boy. So they go pick him up. Well, there's already conflict. The baby boy has tested positive for coronavirus. Wow. They have a three-year-old at home already, so they're like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? They made the right decision. They took the baby home anyway, made the dad quarantine with the new foster baby. Mm separated it for about two weeks. Then, now, everything is okay. No one else got corona. The baby's fine, and they have a new foster baby at home. That's a fantastic story. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Love it. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Guy meets girl on a dating app last week. Hey, we should go out to dinner. She's like, yeah, sounds good. He picks her up. They go out to dinner. He pays for the meal. Then they're driving back to her place, and he's cops. Woo, woo, because he was speeding. And he's like, uh-uh, and he floors it. High-speed chase, blowing through stop signs, red lights. 
And he finally pulls over. Turns out he had five warrants for previous traffic offenses and drug charges. Imagine you're her, though. <laughs> and this knucklehead that you went on a first date with is running from the cops with you in the car. You couldn't let her out real quick? No, they're married now. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> it That's not... when she knew she loved him. <laughs> Ride or die. She was released, not charged, and I don't think there's going to be a second date. Dang. There you go. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. All right, so tell us what happened at your house. So we had some people there hanging some stuff, and one of the guys was outside on a ladder, elderly-ish. I, you know, the one guy probably should have been, the younger guy should have been the one on the ladder, but he had a broken leg, so the older gentleman went up, and the ladder went off the edge, and he fell off the ladder and, like, couldn't move. At your house? Yes. And you saw this? It was awful. Like, scary situation. He didn't want to move, so then that's scary because, you know, you're not supposed to, then you hear, Mm. I was thinking, I've seen on TV, don't move him, don't move him. What do you do, by the way? So we call... Do you the run, no, no, no. What do you do immediately? Do you run out there? You know, like everyone's, there's lots of people at my house and everybody's freaking out. And like my, uh, yes, there's multiple people at my house and we're all kind of like scrambling what to do. We decide to call 911 to get paramedics there. The paramedics show up. Everything is like fine, but they take his heart rate and they're like, gosh, his heart rate is so low. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going in though. I'm not going in. And then he decides to go. And then we got an update the next day that he had a pacemaker put in and that he should have, that is something that he would have needed regardless of the fall, but he probably never would have gone to the hospital for. And so they say that the fall is one of those weird things that probably saved his life. What? So you having an unstable ladder really saved the guy's life. His ladder. Uh, now your ladder, good. It, it went off the ledge. I know. I thought once he was better, I thought that night, are we going to get sued? Like, I don't know the insurance, like, because we didn't know the full update. And then when I got the update that it saved his life, I was like, we're definitely not getting sued. <laughs> <laughs> so I use the same two guys. That yeah. Guy's, that guy's really old. Okay. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> he's like, guys, he's like 80. Yeah. <laughs> but is he good? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I tried to so be now care- I'm worried that he can't hang out my mirror. I'm like, <laughs> what? I tried to be careful with the elderly comment, yeah. but. Yeah, he's like 80. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, the f- Jimmy Johnson had this happen to him. He went on Survivor. I was going on Survivor, and he got like hurt or something, and they went in. They're like, "Oh, you have a heart issue." They had to put a heart a stent in because yeah. they found it. The there. Dallas Cowboy coach. Yeah, uh-huh. he went in. He was going through casting, and they found this defect or whatever. The and the, so he got it put in. So he wasn't able to be cast, but he came back a couple seasons later once he healed from what? surgery. And like the screening process, they physically yeah. screen you. He didn't pass. They found an issue, and they were like, "Oh my God, we need to put this in your heart. Put a stent in his heart." Wow. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you remember this part of my dad's health journey, but we were in California for something. We got a call that my dad had a stroke. I don't know if you remember. It was like 2016. But that stroke was, you know, awful. But only because he had the stroke did they find the tumor in his throat. Because, like, he couldn't move his hand after the stroke. So they wanted to go in his neck and work on a nerve to go down to his hand. And then when they went to scan the neck mm. for the nerve, they found the tumor. Mm. And they and they caught it early-ish, but they said they likely that's something they wouldn't have caught without the stroke. <laughs> and they weren't related. Yeah, that's crazy. Kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that that guy's okay. Yes. I'm and sure he'll be fine over at your house. He got a new pacemaker. Yeah, that's fine. I'm asking about it. <laughs> hey, I heard you got a new pacemaker, but let me see it. I guess you can't really show it, can you? I don't know. <laughs> this is Gage 
from Wichita, Kansas, who left us a voicemail last Good night. Good morning, studio. Hey, man, is Eddie's Jeep a standard? If it is, man, he's the manliest man there is on the show. I don't <laughs> care what anybody says. Anyways, the only thing I have left is just a yeah! <laughs> Eddie? Dang right, stick shift. It is? Of course. I mean, I feel like you're going to have a Jeep. You do it the right way. Manual. I didn't. My Jeep wasn't manual. I know, it wasn't you did it the, the wrong right, way. It wasn't the wrong way. I learned, my first car was a Jeep when I was 16 years old, and it was stick shift, and ever since then, I wanted a four-door when I had a family. I always said, if I have a family, get a four-door. Now I have a four-door stick shift. So, I mean, that's the only way I would drive a Jeep. Absolutely. I like to eat and drive sometimes. <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> and it's hard to eat and drive if you have a stick shift. It's, that's right. Hey, coming up in a second. Oh, we have a caller here that's going to ask about Ray's wedding versus my wedding. And if we're going to do something that Ray did at his wedding. Now the pressure. i got to live up to Ray's wedding. What kind of pressure is this, Ray? Dude, I did nothing for that wedding. It was everybody else that created that. That was pretty magical, though. Thank you. Ah, the pressure. On the phone right now is Brittany in Ohio. Hey, Brittany, how are you? Good. How are you, Bobby? Doing pretty good. What can I do for you? So my question is, since Ray and Bay danced to a song that Ray wrote for their first dance, curious if you plan to do the same for yours and Caitlin's first dance. I do not. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I think with Ray, there was some novelty there that he doesn't write songs. And it was like, this is a special moment. I mean, part of my career is writing and performing comedy songs. So no, I'm not going to make this wedding about me performing. She doesn't want me to. I don't want me to. Wouldn't you? No, I I wouldn't. The only thing that I would do is, because we don't really have a lot of plans yet, and and I'm allowing myself to talk about the wedding now. After Ray's wedding is over, Ray, with your permission, I would like to talk about my impending nuptials. Pass the torch. Yeah, hand that to me. Well, it is tough, though. It's like, oh, I'm old news, and you're the new shiny thing, (laughs) though. (laughs) (laughs) So I know she has been working with a wedding planner already a bit, and we're still looking at early summer for ours because it's right when we feel like either people have the opportunity to have, have the vaccine or we can have rapid testing there. So that's why we're doing it then. Otherwise, we would just wait. But we feel like early summer allows us to do that. The only performance part of it that I would do would be if at the reception we've talked about having a music set up where just people can come and play if they want. Because I'm sure we'll have a lot of friends there that are in the music business that play. And so you, who knows? We could hire like a bassist and a drummer and then anybody else could come up and grab a guitar and say, if there was that kind of section at the... Do you have to be a professional to take advantage no. of the microphone? Absolutely oh, not. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> we haven't done this yet. It's just something we've talked about, but that would be fun. That would be the only performance, though. So I, fun. I've kid around with her. It's like, I have a special song that I've written. I'm going to do it during our wedding. Because <laughs> that was Ray and Bay's first dance. But I was like, I want to perform it for you while we're a- as my vows. And she does not want that to happen. I can tell by the cringe she gets mm-hmm. on her face when I say that. But you know, also I'm dealing with now is the guest list. And we're not planning on a COVID wedding, but we're also not going to have a massive wedding. You have a lot of people that you want to invite that you go, oh, I only have this many people I can't invite. Oh, yeah. And you start having to do Survivor. Well, i got to cut this person. What's and, your number, you think? Well, and then people that don't have, I'm going to say this now, if you don't have a serious boyfriend or girlfriend, you don't get to bring a date. <laughs> oh. You come by yourself. Because we don't have enough, we don't have a lot of room. We're not going to say where we're having it yet, but there's not a ton of space there. So um, that's what we're going to do. Do you have celebs on your list? We haven't made the list yet. It's just 
Uh, no celebrities for the sake of being a celebrity. If, right. If it's anyone, it would be a fr- friends of ours. But I mean, like, you guys met through a friend on that worked at, uh, what's it called? Dancing with Stars, right? So would you bring Tom Bergeron? No, my friend that I knew from Dancing with the Stars did publicity on American Idol and Dancing with the Stars. Uh, but no, I wouldn't. So, Ryan Seacrest? Lionel? No. Uh, no. Maybe Lionel, for sure, come on. Listen, if Lionel wanted to come. <laughs> yeah. what, if he, what if he wanted to be music? Could you imagine? That's what the setup is for, right? Yeah, yeah. for us to just nudge people up there. <laughs> come on, Lionel. Because you don't want to ask anyone, but you'd be like, well, I mean, there's a microphone up there. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go on up there and do us a song? Um, so that's what we're in the middle of doing now. I think we're going to make the guest list this weekend. I'm going to the Grand Canyon to shoot for Nat Geo. And I think on the way over there, because it's such a long trip, we're going to do our guest list together. Man, you're on top of it. Why? I mean, this is, I feel like that's way early. Like you just got engaged like We're, si- we're getting married like in like six or seven months. I know, but man, I know. That's what I'm saying. I just feel like you're going real fast. With and this. with a planner, they want to know how big the wedding is so they can plan it. That's one of the first Uh-oh. things is the, I'm learning is that they have to know how many people are at the wedding so they can plan what they want. So when you're when you're addressing the envelope, I assume if they don't have a serious boyfriend, you just put their name on the envelope and they're supposed to know not to RSVP a guest. For example, if it was Morgan who doesn't have a serious boyfriend, I would put, you know, I'd say, you know, Morgan number two. But at the beginning in parentheses, I'd put only. Okay. Yeah. Only Yo, Morgan, Morgan number two. <laughs> Good. Smart. <laughs> no yeah, guess. you got to make that clear because I did RSVP to a wedding back in the day when I didn't have anybody. And I RSVP because I figured I'd find a chick to take with me. And she was like, I got an email said, hey, no, 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 only you. So, worked out. Man, I won one of the bridesmaids. <laughs> oh, gosh. Good. Stop. It was good. No, you didn't. I did. I can show her a picture. Okay. No, we don't want to see a picture. <laughs> hey, Brittany, how do you feel about that answer? I, I like that answer. I think it would be pretty epic if you had, like, all these celebrity friends of yours this is not going to be about celebrities. Play. It's, it's not. It's not going to be about celebrities. We don't. I don't care about that. And the only people that will come... That people know are people that are already friends, like close friends with us. Some of them probably happen to be a bit known, but we're not doing this sure. celebrity jam band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, thank you, Brittany. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And congratulations to you and Caitlin, Ray and Bay, and Mike D and his fiance. Okay. Uh, thank you for all, everyone. We all accept your congratulations. Have a good day. <laughs> you too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, let me encourage you to check out the podcast, Get Real with Caroline Hobby. She talks to Ken Block, who's the lead singer from Sister Hazel. Remember their songs? Of course. Hard to say what it is I see in you. Wonder if I'll always be with you. Words can't say, I can't do enough to share all for you. Found that figure out. Uh, just he, he talking about how they blew up and how hard it is to have like a little bit of fame at first. And just check it out. It's called the Get Real Podcast with Caroline Hobby. Another story I was reading was about James Corden. And he was talking about when he got famous and how he got a little too big for his britches. And he's going really? to therapy now because he was drunk on fame. Wow. And wasn't the best person because of it. Do you know James Corden is? Why do I have to Google him right now? Uh, he's a blonde, kind show. of chubby guy, late show guy. British? Oh, yeah, carpool the karaoke. carpool karaoke. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's what I needed. He said, I was behaving like a brat when I became <sighs> famous. I started to behave like a brat. It's so intoxicating, the first flush of fame. And I think it's even more intoxicating if you're not bred for it. I just thought that was an interesting article. Yeah. One, because he admits to it. And two, yeah, it, there are artists in country music, when they get their first hit of success, they're difficult. And then usually 
they come out of it. But I have friends now that when they got a hit or two, they were tough to be around. But now they start to grow up a little bit and realize it's even harder to have your next hits and it's important to treat people well. So I thought that was interesting. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Macy's is canceling in-person visits with Santa, but they're offering an online experience. And I'm sure other department stores are to follow. But Macy's has been hosting visits with Santa in New York since 1861. Dang, that's when Santa was one year old. Yeah, that's a long time ago. (laughs) They said babysat with baby Santa. (laughs) So Macy's.com slash Santa land is where you can go for that. And they'll have other interactive games with elves and stuff. But that's pretty cool because a lot of folks aren't going to stores as much. We have to go get our crap, but we we get in and out. Yeah. We don't linger as much. But where you would go and wait in line and sit with Santa, it's probably easier now. Yeah. Just pull up Santa on the old Zoom. (laughs) What else? (laughs) So do you think that there's a certain chore you do or is there a chore that Caitlin does that you find to be a little bit yeah cooking she's sexy the, she's the greatest cook I couldn't believe the first time she said she goes I like to cook I was like really okay what are you gonna make <laughs> chicken broth and she was like no actually I think we'll do you know a pasta with the side and I was like wait what she's so good at cooking that yeah it's 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 hot well according to a survey men are very, I don't even like saying the word turned on, but (laughs) (laughs) why does that creep me out right now? Um, When they watch a woman cook. I don't know that I get turned on while watching her cook. (laughs) You just stare at her bones? No, 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 no. (laughs) But also, heads up, guys, women find it super attractive when men do chores, too. It doesn't say which one in particular, but I would say, I don't know, vacuuming, making beds. Well, when I fix (laughs) things, my wife usually says, like, "Ah, it's it's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, sometimes... (laughs) I feel her heart flutter when I pick up the dishes <laughs> or or put the, the takeout into the trash. Oh, like, man. I'll get this baby. And that, that's, that saxophone plays. <laughs> okay, you know that she has told me that she thinks it's pretty awesome when you take the trash out. Well, I do take the trash out. I know, but she commented on it. Okay, well, I'll do it naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, what else? So this could be cute if you've got a family, like a husband goes as Joe Exotic, the wife is Carol Baskin, and then all the kids dress up as little tigers, because I think that's what Jason Aldean might do with Brittany. <laughs> uh, Joe Exotic's going to be a very halloween costume oh my gosh. this year. Jason yeah. is Joe Exotic's going to be awesome. Yes, and then Brittany actually will probably look amazing in her Carol Baskin cat suit, and then their little kids as tigers is pretty cute. Mm. Yeah, just kids dresses anything is good. All right, is that it, Amy? Yep, I made me. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Joseph, who's 78 years old, is driving down the road with his hottie wife, who's 76 years old, and all of a sudden they get, boom, crashed into from behind, and they leave the roadway down into a canal, and their car is sinking in water. Luckily, there's a bunch of bystanders, seven people jump in the water and pull him and his wife to safety. Wow. Yeah. Him and the hottie. Yeah, him and the hottie. Well, I I thought that was going to come back around. Later in the story? No, you were thinking he's 78, he's rolling around with his wife, and you're thinking, oh, they just hit the gas instead of the brake, and they went into the water. No, someone hit them, caused them to go in the water. I was just trying to set you we up. We weren't for, thinking no, that No, I was all, thinking, though. no, not at all. I was oh. thinking, why is he talking about them being hotties? Like, there's going to be something come, but no. No, he just wanted to say that. Editorial. Yeah, just, you know, add some spice to the story. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Thankfully, those bystanders saw that wreck. Yes. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. We are one week out 
from crowning the first ever Bobby Bone Show Employee of the Month. That's right. Yeah, that shirt looks good on you, Bobby. You still have one week left to impress. Thank you, Lunchbox. <laughs> yep. Check mark right there. Yep. <sighs> one week out. Also, what's the date we set for you guys doing something romantic for your girls? Yeah, I thought End about of the year. that. The, okay. I am already th- there. I did a proposal. All right. Oh, got, come on. That oh, doesn't count. Yeah, yes, yeah. it does. That's oh, the my, biggest my, counter. Man. I'm proposing then. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, boy. Eddie was over at the house this weekend, and he goes, hey, uh, can I use your garage? Or your, your barn in the backyard? I was like, what for? He goes, I want to re- recreate that proposal with my wife. <laughs> Just redo the if whole it's thing. still set up, why not? Renew your vows. <laughs> yeah, so by the end of the year, or by December 1st. I what think is it was this? December. I've forgotten. What are y'all doing? Romantic. That, that you're doing it too. I am? No, it was only the guys. I think it was you the guys. It. Yeah, it was only the guys. Oh. Okay. The guys on the show have to do something romantic for their partner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they've been married how long? 15 years. Five years. One day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, easy to remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, by December first is when it is. Uh, so, a little over a month. Okay, just making sure. Let's go over and get the morning corny with Amy. The morning corny. So, I got this joke from a kid named Rome that listens to the show. <laughs> Shout out, Rome. Okay. Met you the other day. What goes ooh? What goes ooh? A cow with no lips. <laughs> <laughs> That was the morning corny. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Daylight savings this weekend. Thanks for the reminder. This is not the fun one. Oh, you lose sleep on this one, right? This is you set your clock forward. So you you get it, but it just gets dark quicker. (laughs) Yeah. All back, spring forward. It's like the good one when it comes to sleep, but the bad one when it comes to. Daytime. Light outside. Got it. It's the good one for a night. Mm-hmm. It's the bad one for half a year. Oh, I'd say a week, Bones. A week. The, the, the whole sleep one hour adjustment lasts about a week. Well, Halloween's coming up, too. So if you work in country radio, they send out these packs of country artists wishing people happy Halloween. See if you can name the artist <laughs> uh-huh. that we got in this promotional pack of artists wishing us happy Halloween. Okay? Write your answer down. Here you go. Okay. Wishing you a very happy Halloween. Boo. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. All right, say it on the count of three. One, two, three. Luke. Luke Ryan. Good. Sunrise, sunburn. All right, they get harder as we go. Who is wishing us happy Halloween here? Wishing you a happy Halloween. One, two, three. Carrie, Carrie Underwood. Underwood. Good. Who is now wishing us a very happy Halloween? Wishing you a very happy Halloween. All right, say oh, it on the count of three. One, uh, two, three. Thomas Rhett. Oh, it's Thomas Rhett. It's oh, Eric Church. Wow. Yeah. Hold on, everybody yelled, Eddie yelled George Strait. Thomas Rhett. I, I just said George Strait. And you said Thomas, Thomas Rhett. Rhett. I said, said the chief. Oh. It's Eric Church. Wow. Play that again, Ray, will you? Wishing you a very happy Halloween. It does oh. sound like Thomas Rhett, though. That's I could good. definitely hear that. Thank you. But, Amy, you're right. Nice job. Thank okay, you. Okay, there's one. Let's keep going. We got a few more. Name this one. Wishing you a happy Halloween. One more time. Wishing you a happy Halloween. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Dirks. 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 Ah, ah, I don't know, Bones. He was Mike. delayed on that one. Okay, yeah. Mike gives it to him. You got to say it on, on the count of three, though. It's like paper, rock, scissors when you wait to see what they put down. <laughs> but aren't you writing it down? I was going to, but you guys oh. No, I said it. Mike heard me. All right, name this one. Who's the country artist wishing us happy Halloween? Happy Halloween. What? Come on. Oh, it's easy, guys. Come on. Happy Halloween. Okay, oh, man. got it. One, 
two, three. Sam, Sam Hunt. Hunt. Nice. You got a cold heart and a cold heart truth. I got a bottle of whiskey, but I got no proof that you showed up tonight in that dress just to mess with my head. Everybody, come oh. on. So so long, out of sight, out of mind. Okay, here we go. We got a couple more. Name this country artist who is saying happy Halloween. Then I hope you have a happy Halloween. It's a tough one. The toughest one so far. Then I hope you have a happy Halloween. What? Oh, I need it again. One more. Then I hope you have a happy Halloween. Here we go. I don't know. One, two, three. Miranda. Kelsey Ballerini. What'd you say? Miranda. Miranda. Kelsey Ballerini. Casey oh. Musgraves. Oh, yeah. Nobody got it. Why'd you say yeah? Nobody got it. I know. It's good. Because I had it wrong, obviously. Amy didn't lead, though. I, I get it, but we all got it wrong, so I'm happy about that. Okay. Okay, name this one. Here's a hint. His dad's a dentist. Okay? Because it's going to be tough. I don't, t- I don't know anybody's dad. His dad's a dentist. <laughs> That's your hint. Here you go. Have a safe and happy Halloween. Mm. Oh, Eddie's quick to I the got end. Oh, what's his name, though? Have a safe and happy Halloween. Mm. His dad's a dentist. His dad actually invented something that dentists use everywhere all the time. That's pretty cool. A drill? I'm not telling you what he invented. Okay. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Dave, Dave Hayward. from Lady A. Oh, Dave. Amy, what, you, Amy did, you cheated like Lunchbox did. No, I, I'm not, I got it wrong. I'm not claiming it. I'm like, say, oh, I, I wrote down Charles and Hillary, but then... Without I, Dave? Wow. <laughs> you really missed that one. <laughs> she was like, everybody but Dave Haywood. <laughs> uh, Eddie and Lunchbox are back in it. Okay, Woo! okay. We only have two left. I'm nervous. Okay, okay, okay. I'm nervous. Okay. Next up, who is the country artist wishing us happy Halloween? Trick or treat, baby. <laughs> What? The <laughs> oh, that's easy. Who? Easy, easy, easy. I'm in. Trick or treat, baby. <laughs> what? Woo! You know this? Yeah, I got it. No 100. way. Trick or treat, baby. I couldn't hear it. <laughs> okay, hear it one more time. Trick or treat, baby. <laughs> what on earth? Oh, okay, okay, okay. You okay, know? Okay. I, I know, it. I got baby. It. I got it. I'm in the lead. I'm in the lead. I bet you he gets it wrong, Bones. I'll bet you $10. Nope. Oh, make that $10. bet. No. Make, make that, that bet. No. Make that no. bet. No. no. Okay, here we go. One. Two, three. Morgan Billy Carrington. Billy Carrington. Oh. You'll be ten. He didn't make. I didn't shake. Amy, you missed it. Yeah. Eddie on lunchbox. Yeah. Down by okay. Shoot. Let's go to the ninth and final one. Name the country artist wishing us happy Halloween. Wishing you a happy Halloween. And Eddie writes it down. Oh, Amy writes it down. Play again. Wishing you a happy Halloween. I mean, this could be one of two be, people. Yeah, two people. Like. Okay, here we go. Oh, one. wait, 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 wait. Shoot. Here we go. One. Two, three. Josh Turner. What'd you say? Scott Hickory. <laughs> it's Josh Turner. Yeah! Okay, there's a tie going to the uh, a tiebreaker. Only one. Oh, man. Just buzz in with your name oh, when you know in. it. You buzz got in, it. Buzz in. Here we go. Happy Halloween. Eddie. Eddie. Brothers Osborne. Correct. Winner. Yeah! Yeah! You don't need to. Listen and I sing. I didn't hear it. And we have the clip following I it ready like to, to go. I would like to hear it. Play it again. Happy Halloween. Lunchbox. That's John from Brothers Osborne. Brothers oh. Osborne was already the winner. Oh. And you could have got that off of him. Come on. Eddie is the winner. Nice yeah. job, buddy. Yeah, thank you, Bones. Who would you like to thank? Uh, I, all those people saying Happy Halloween. Thank you for uh, giving us the Happy Halloween. Appreciate that. And I'll be honest. I was going to have a sad Halloween, but after hearing all of them. I agree. I'm pretty pumped for <laughs> Me it. Me too. <laughs> Dang. It is now time to open up the mailbag. Bobby's Mailbag. Hello, Bobby Bones. My wife and I recently found out we're having a daughter. We hadn't really talked about names before, but we both agreed 
that each of us will retain veto power. <laughs> when we did start discussing names, both of us wanted to name her after our late mothers. Her mom's name was Karen, and my mom's name was not a meme. <laughs> I told her the baby can take my mom's name as a first name, and her mom's as the middle name. I just don't want to set our daughter up to be bullied throughout her life named Karen. I told her I'd be fine with whatever first name she picks as long as it doesn't lead to the baby being picked on, but she's pretty insistent on Karen. I wanted to see what your advice would be on the situation. Signed, Michael. That's tough, because you just wondered too how long Karen will be around. Being a Karen. Oh yeah, good point. Will it be another five to seven years because that's probably when it's going to start to affect that baby? This is what I would say. If your only reason to not name the baby Karen is because of a meme, a fashionable now meme, I would say you can name the baby Karen and call the baby by her middle name, whatever it is, if Karen is not feeling like it's the appropriate thing to call her because of what uh, pop culture is telling us. So it could be Karen Susan Jabberwocky. <laughs> Listen, and she's got to live with the last name Jabberwocky. That's tough too. Um, so I would say if you're only worried about that, it too shall pass. And maybe Karen ends up being a knight. And if it's not, then she make sure her middle name is strong because that's what you'll call her. Yeah. I think I don't think you name the Karen as the first name. You think that'll last long enough? I, either way, like let's just just spare her of that. It's fine. You can work Karen in elsewhere. Do the other one. Right? I don't know. You wouldn't name the baby Karen at all? I mean, middle. You could go middle. But she's already said she doesn't want that. Well, too bad. <laughs> right? I I wouldn't. I, it's something I would have to say. My mom's name was Judy, and if Judy was the meme, I would think long and hard about just throwing that out there. Because you never... It could last forever. And then now you've, like, knowingly... Name something, though, that's lasted forever. Like that. I, this is my point. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, oh, good point. Nothing, really. It's such a... Um, pop culture moment with the word Karen because of a Dane Cook joke that turned into what are most middle-aged white women named Karen. I just, I don't think it's going to last. Yeah, maybe it won't. Name her Karen. Give her a strong middle name. Call her by the middle name. <laughs> and if Karen slips and it's not a bad, then, then if you want to go back to Karen, you can. Or let the kid when she gets older, because sometimes kids will decide, yeah. hey, or they go by my first name. It's true. Yeah. I have a nephew, two nephews that go by their middle names. So that's normal too. Their first names are just, they're just there. That's, that's what I'm going to do. Name the baby Karen. Okay. You lose this battle, Michael. <laughs> just don't call her Karen. That's yeah. the compromise. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. This is a voicemail we got. This is from last night. Here you go. Hey, Bobby. Morning, studio. I have a question. I need some advice. I just left lunch, and um, I was tipping, and I was like, I'm tipping on the total, but that has the tax and everything included. So when you're doing your percentages, do you tip on the total bill with taxes and everything, or do you only tip on the subtotal beforehand? Let me know. I'm so curious. Well, what you can do is look at the tax and tip the tax, right? Double, it's double the tax. Look at the tax, double the tax. Okay. So, so this, and that's your tip. That's your tip. If you're going by that rule, you look at the subtotal. You don't have to look at with tax. You tip on that because you can tip double the tax. I mean, I, I, I always include the tax because 
Okay, we're not bragging. I'm just saying if you're going by that rule. Like, I just am like, what can I give you? Yeah, but I don't think, I think you could do either way is what I was going to say. I always throw in the tax, but if you don't, I don't think that that, that anybody's going to be offended by that. Yeah, double up the tax. That's the official tip. You want to do more than that? Great. You want to do less than that? Mm. <laughs> Question yourself. Bad luck coming for you. <laughs> Let's go over to Morgan number two for a segment called Food World. It's time for Food World. Num, num, num with Morgan number two. If you have any really big Chick-fil-A fans in the family, this holiday season, they're dropping a gift pack of three of their popular sauces. So barbecue, their Chick-fil-A sauce, and Polynesian. And you can buy them starting today. They'd make a really good stocking stuffer. That would be a fun thing to get. Yes, I want some Chick-fil-A sauce. There's also a story where Chick-fil-A will be that the sauces, and I don't know if this is the same thing or not, but the sauces are selling are going to help kids get through college. Like, all of it is going toward college scholarships? Yes. I think, is it scholarships for employees, maybe? It says you soon won't have to visit Chick-fil-A to get your hands on the signature sauces, which is what Morgan was talking about. And maybe it is the same, but all the proceeds from this are going toward a scholarship initiative for employees. Cool. These these are bottles, so this is a bit different. The chain said that starting mid-November, 16-ounce bottles of the company's signature sauces will be made for purchase. Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, and Mississippi. Whoop. Come yeah. on. And then 100% of the royalties will go to help kids get through school. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they could just keep that money. Because you know people are going to buy that stuff like crazy. That's cool. It's almost to tell me something good there. A restaurant in New York shared a story about the time they accidentally served a $2,000 bottle of wine to a couple that ordered an $18 bottle. Ah! Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. And served that $18 wine to some Wall Street guys who had ordered the more expensive bottle. Yeah. Can you taste the difference in expensive and non-expensive? I can't, but... I bet, too, that couple that got the really expensive one is like, this is not very good. Because I bet the the real snobby wine has some hmm. sort of tart... You ha- Listen, I don't know anything about wine. <laughs> but, but mostly when I've had, like, fruity, like, frou-frou food, uh-huh. I'm always like, this... You have to have a, de- a palate developed for this. Sophisticated yeah. palate. One couple says, okay, we were at the restaurant. We wanted some Pinot Noir. Is that how you say it? Yes. $18. And there was this French restaurant in New York. And so all of a sudden, they, they get their wine. It's a 1989 Chateau Mouton Rothschild worth $2,000. Mm-hmm. And so the mix-up happened. Uh, the first bottle they billed them, $1,982. Like, we didn't. That's not us. We don't want that bottle. Can you imagine also that side of it, where you only plan to spend 20 bucks on wine, and you get a bill for $2,000? And I bet those guys, I'm just betting here, but the Wall Street guys are like, this is some good wine. Yeah. yeah. You know, they were like, mm, we're celebrating ourselves to, to luck and love and more money. And they're drinking it going, yeah, we deserve this. This tastes good. <laughs> What's the most expensive alcohol? Raymundo, have you had any expensive alcohol? Yeah, Pappy Van Winkle. Uh, it was just a shot, but I believe a bottle is close to $1,000. A bottle of what is it? Pappy Van Winkle. No, but what's the alcohol? Uh, Bourbon, something like that. Yeah. Is it bourbon? I think so, yeah, yeah, something like that. And so, but bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey's bourbon. Correct. It has to do if it's whether or not it's from Kentucky. Bourbon's from Kentucky. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. And whiskey's from Tennessee. All whiskey's from Tennessee? I think so. That's. I think di- that's, really, that's, that's the, really the only difference. That's the factor that makes them different. Have you had expensive alcohol? Um, the the most expensive is still in my cabinet, my Dom Perignon that I got from you. Um, haven't had it yet. What'd you get? Christmas gift? 
Yeah. Yep. Congratulations. I got it to you. Something. I gave it to you for maybe. That was Christmas. For being awesome, probably. Okay, well, whatever. It's yeah. still in there waiting for a special moment, but that would be the most expensive. What stinks is we keep waiting on special moments. I do this with clothes. <laughs> I do this with, with nice things. I'm like, I'm never going to use it. Till, and then the special moment never comes and yeah. we never use it. Yeah, so, I think you just have to decide what that special moment is. Like my dad, when I was um, born, uh, one of his friends bought him a bottle of whiskey and said, hey, when Eddie graduates, graduates college, open that up. But I think he drank it way before then because I don't remember ever drinking that with him. <laughs> you should have the Dom before the end of the year. Yeah. Okay. Because it's been a rough year for everybody. Yeah. You should celebrate a new year and dedicate it to not letting things go to waste because you never think time's right. How about when that vaccine comes out? Oh, that may not or that. <laughs> Get that vaccine and then pop the bottle. Have you had uh, expensive alcohol? I mean, yes. The sipping tequila that our CEO has. What is it? Casa Drones? Is that oh, what it's called? Yeah. Casa I Drones. mean, I, I think that's like, I don't know. Every time I sip it, I'm like, what ching <laughs> <laughs> Every time she swallows, she hears the cash register. Because yes. yeah, it's so expensive. Yeah. Uh, but he gets it to us. So that what about nice. like a $2,000 bottle of wine? Ever no, been? the Ever. most expensive wine. You Ooh. gave us a bottle of Camus, which is really nice. That's... Might be the nicest wine I've had, but then, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A seven-year-old Maryland boy is proving you're never too young to help out people in need. Jaden Friedman led an effort to make 1,000 lunches for the homeless in his community. He came up with the idea. He helped organize a group of others to pitch in and make it happen. They made the meals that will go feed folks in homeless shelters in the Pikesville area. And the kid isn't finished there. He plans to make lunches for the homeless at least once a month. He may be young, but he knows why he wants to give back. So we can give it to other people, and that makes the other people put a smile on their face. And people like to put smiles on other people's faces. Seven years old. Just an amazing story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Got a voicemail last night. This is from Morgan in Las Vegas. I am a dental hygienist. I heard on the show from Monday morning, you guys were talking about are the floss picks the same as using the string floss? Bobby was right. It is not the same. The picks and the string floss are totally different. Yes, they both get between the teeth. But if you think about it, the picks are in a straight line. All of our teeth have round edges. So to be able to get underneath your gums and clean the sides of your teeth, you need to use the string floss to wrap around the sides of your teeth. So I got to give this one to Bobby. He was right. Floss is just a different fabric, and that's why I asked if it was different. So thanks for that call because nobody else told us. Hmm. Uh, you guys that convinced me I was an idiot. Yeah, I thought oh. you were an idiot. Yeah, yeah. so did I after it's the like, whole conversation was over. It's the same. So it is not the same. Huh. There you have it. Let's do the news. Let's go. Bobby's Big Story. Remember how when COVID-19 first hit, you go to the grocery store and there's no toilet paper, there's no... There's a whole assortment of things there wasn't because people were doing scared shopping. Not that it was needed to do, but a panic had occurred, and everyone just running and grabbing. Everybody remembers this, right? Oh, yes. Totally. Well, grocery stores are preparing for a second wave of panic buying, and they say you should too a bit. Because what's happening now, it's the highest it's ever been, COVID. Right now, more than it was in July at its peak, because people are starting to be inside. You have hospitals all around the country that are almost full capacity again. Um, in Wisconsin, they got a couple places where they've had to build outside hospitals for people. So, you know, because the election is happening, 
it's not as big of a story because there are other stories that are running alongside of it or, or slightly bigger than that. In a bit, we just have fatigue of hearing about it. Doesn't make it less real, but we're tired of it being everywhere we look all the time. So right now is higher than it's ever been before. And they say, hey, be careful because it's going to continue to get worse, which means people are going to go, uh-oh, prices start loading up. And once someone starts, then someone hmm. else does, then someone else does. And then all of a sudden, we can't get our brawny paper towels, you know? We literally couldn't find toilet paper oh. for a while. For like awful. two months. Yeah. 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 So just a heads up, I'm not telling you to go and do this because if I say it and you do it, then everybody else does it. I'm just telling you to be aware. Stay on the front end of being slightly prepared for the essentials that people may grab in a panic, even though they don't buy them. Because if I go back to the, to-, to the store and there's no toilet paper, I'd be so irritated. I remember Ray was having to look out his window at the Walmart from his apartment complex to let us know when they brought in shipments. Yeah, we bought binoculars just for that reason. What a weird world... I still have bread in my freezer that I froze yeah. from March. Wow. Yeah. It's still in there, two loaves. Uh, beyond <laughs> grocery goods, there are shortages of exercise equipment, which I bought a bench press machine four months ago, and it still isn't in. I don't think they made it yet. They're completely <laughs> out of that. Outdoor gear, because people all want to go outside and camp and get away from folks now. Yeah. And home appliances. So just heads up. I just wanted to share that. Groceries are starting to see more people come in and do a little bit of panic buying. Not to make you do it, just to be aware of it. All right, let's do another one. Bobby's Other Story. I mean, Luke Combs is killing it right now. Not even Ariana Grande can beat him. Her fans are not happy about it. Luke released his What You See Ain't Always What You Get deluxe album. Five new songs this past Friday, and all five shot to the top ten of the streaming charts. But some people aren't happy to see Luke having so much success. Ariana Grande released a new song Friday 2, and it was runner-up to Luke Combs. It's <laughs> awesome. And her fans were ticked that they were going over to Luke Combs' Instagram and saying, Ariana Grande's the best. Okay. <laughs> or buy positions on iTunes. It also appears that some of Ariana's fans have never even heard of Luke Combs, which probably explains why they didn't understand him beating her on the mm-hmm. chart. That boy, Luke Combs. That's awesome. Talking about. There you go. That's the news. Bobby's Big Story. So you had to tell your son that Blake and Gwen were married? Yes, because they kiss in the music video. I didn't have to tell him that. He tells me that. I said, no, 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 no. They're just dating. He's like, uh, no, no. They're married. I said, why, why are you so adamant that they're married? Because they kiss all the time. So he thinks that kissing equals marriage. So I just left it at that. So anybody that kisses, married. Hmm. Kayla would like to know that. Yeah. I think that would be good that she'd probably know we're already married. Yeah, y'all already. It's Stevenson signs. He can sign your marriage certificate. You're, you're married. What about your kids, Eddie? They, they have feelings that are all about men, women relationships. Well, and- actually, recently my kids have asked about you and Caitlin because they're like, they're at the same house together. On Instagram, they kiss like, and I'm just like, yeah, crazy. They're I just kind of walk away. I don't even answer that one because <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie to them and be like, yeah, they're married because they already saw your proposal. They know you're not married. But it's yeah. funny that's been a topic at our house. Ah, kids, <laughs> full of questions. Uh, Zach in Iowa, you're on the show. Zach, thank you for calling. What's going on, buddy? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Hey. uh I was just calling in reference to the caller earlier about um, having her dad and stepdad walk her down the aisle. 
uh, I was in a similar situation. My my stepdaughter, I, I call her my daughter, but my stepdaughter asked both of us to walk her down the aisle. And uh, unfortunately for her dad, he had a uh, medical procedure that he wasn't able to attend the wedding. But we had it all planned out to where we were going to walk her down the aisle. And he did not want to do the father-daughter dance. So that was mine already. And then uh, she asked me to speak at the wedding. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it can be done. It's, it's kind of neat. It's different. But it's fun. It was fun. Yeah, I don't so, think because of other people's rules, you have to insert them as your own. That was my point with her. We had a caller earlier. You can go back and listen to the podcast later today. And she said, hey, who do I want to walk me down the aisle? I love my stepdad. I love my real dad. And I said, why not both? Why not have them both think about you in first position as once? And then she said, what about the father-daughter dance? I said, why not two of them? There is no reason that you can't. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate that call, Zach, that you kind of went through something similar. I was going to say uh, they could do the, the one father-daughter dance, then the mother-son dance, and then the other father-daughter dance. But you got to flip a coin to see which father goes first, because <laughs> if you just pick out of your heart, that's playing favoritism. You flip there at the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Make that you, a you get them both there. You go, okay, head, real dad, tails, new bonus dad. Here you go. Boop. <laughs> no. New dad it is. All right, Zach. Thanks, man. Hope you have a great day. Thank you. This guy, Jeremy Durst, who's 30 years old, proposed to his girlfriend named Sarah. He is a motocross racer, so he staged a crash at a racing event and proposed to her in the crash. Oh. See, listen, good, good for them. Congratulations, loving couple. I, would, I wouldn't want to put someone through something traumatizing, like thinking I was in a bad crash. Yeah. But again, it all worked out. The biker came up with the proposal because it meant all of their family would be there. So how do we get all the family there? It's at a race. So I'm not hating on what happened. Just for me, I would struggle with going, okay, I'm going to propose, but only after I act like I died of a heart attack. Mm -hmm. A motorcycle rider entered his first race and then faked a crash so he could propose to his girlfriend in front of a watching crowd. Jeremy Durst signed up for the Motorama racing event. Footage shows him losing control of his bike, which, by the way, I feel like would also be dangerous and I would really hurt myself. And then the ring would get like jammed in my butt or something that I had strategically in my pocket. An official ran towards him, sneaking him the ring in the process. Smooth. It is so smooth. <laughs> because it worked, it's great. I just couldn't do this. Before Sarah, who is scared to death, rushes over from the stands to be with him. When she bent down to check on him, he was on one knee holding the ring. Oh, wow. Here's a clip. It's not the greatest audio of the proposal and her response. It's tough to hear. Because it worked, it was great. <laughs> Next time he has a crash, though, she's going to walk over there and be like, okay, what, what you got now? And what it's is it, our third real. anniversary? <laughs> okay. Good uh, to them. I love it. I love when a story works out the way it's supposed to there. And, too, he kind of locked her in because she that's, that's a moment where you create. If you think you're about to lose something, you want it even more. Kind of a, you know, he got her with the, like, it's okay, I'm fine. I know you think I died, but I'm alive. Yeah, wow. and then she's like, yes, yes, I'll marry you. She probably didn't even want to until then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she's making a deal with God as she's running over to him. If you just let him live, God, I promise I'll... Will you marry me? Oh, you got me, God. Uh, to, let's do this, because today I was looking at 
uh, some country music notes. On this day in country music. The Bobby Bones Show. On this day in country music. Today in 1997, Clint Black's Nothing But the Tail Lights was certified gold. Here's a jam. See nothing but the tail lights. That's a pair of tail lights I may never see again. She hit me with the I've been able to see Clint Black a few times since. Because mm-hmm. I met him, met him the first time at the Grand Ole Opry. Talked with him, he came up on the show. And now I see him out. He's. <laughs> And like he knows who I am when we talk. He's the nicest guy. Crazy. Maybe the funniest guy in country music. Sharp. Because he's so quick. And if you're not ready to go in with Clint Black, <laughs> don't say anything. Because he just shooting him at you. Today in 2007, 10 years later, Kenny Chesney locked in a number one on the Billboard country chart with Don't Blink. Don't blink. Just like that, you're six years old and you take a nap and Wake up and you're 25, then your high school sweetheart becomes your wife. Don't blink, just might Today in 2014, Sam Hunt's debut album, Montevello, was released. It produced four number ones and one that peaked at number two, but it was kind of our hey world, this is Sam Hunt. Because right before that, I felt like Ray was hosting Sam Hunt at Dave & Buster's. Do you remember that, Ray? Dude, he was selling out Dave and Buster's. There were people in the parking lot, in the road, because there wasn't even enough seats there for him. It, he was bigger than his venues that he was playing. He didn't have this record out yet. Mm. And then you fall off stage? That was with uh, Kane and Smith. Oh, that wasn't with Sam no, Hunt? No, no, no. But I remember Raymundo <laughs> hosting a Sam Hunt party at Dave and Buster's, and it was just jammed to the gills. Uh, let's see, Leave the Night On was the number one. Take Your Time. I don't want to steal your freedom I don't want to change your mind Jam, house party We'll have a house party We don't need nobody Turn your TV Make You Miss Me, which was a jam Girl, I'm gonna make you miss me Make you wish that you were sleeping in my shirt And then peaking at number two was Break Up in a Small Town Jam She would get down with somebody I know that's good. His last record, Southside, which has Ken Folks, uh, Hard to Forget, mm-hmm. possibly my favorite record of the year. So I went back and looked at the CMA nominations for record of the year, and it's not in there. I think he got the shaft on that one. Dang. It's such a great record, every single song. Because every time I hear one randomly, I'm like, oh, that's a good song. What is that? Oh, it's from that record. There's like eight songs on that record that I'm just like, man, that's fantastic. So... Uh, let's see. Hard to forget. Remember this one, though? You've got <laughs> I remember this. We played like an hour ago. You guys remember this one? There you go. That's on This Day in Country Music, which I, I thought was pretty cool. That was on This Day in Country Music. Hey, spoiler alert for Dancing with the Stars last night. This will be quick. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> That's people's chance to turn it down. Uh, Monica went home. No! Monica oh, man. And I only bring it up. We don't talk about it every week because she was on the show yesterday. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. She had the lowest score by a couple of points, and that's what got her was just the lowest score because they, they put the bottom two in and they vote. And if she just had a better score, I think she would have made it, obviously. Dang. But uh, Neve, the guy from Catfish. Catfish, had the highest score, and AJ did okay. But it, Cheryl Burke hit her head in rehearsal, and they almost had to pull her from the show because oh. of a head injury. But she danced anyway, and her and AJ lasted. How many are left? 
Nine. They got to start cutting these a couple at a time now, right? <laughs> Jeez. Bones. We had a pretty good show today. I would encourage you that, you know, after we finish our show, it takes a minute to load it up, but you can go listen to the podcast of the entire show. In a segment earlier, someone called and or we got an email. It's like, hey, we want, I want to name my kid Karen. And the other one's like, no, I don't want you to name the kid Karen because Karen's now a meme. Karen means a middle-aged white woman who wants to speak with the manager. No one wants to be called a Karen. Debbie is calling right now because of this segment that was on earlier. Debbie's in Kentucky. Debbie, what's going on? Hi. Hi, studio. What's happening? Hi. Oh, hey. we don't do that. Hey, I just wanted to call um, because my name is Debbie and tell them not to name her Karen because still to this day, I'm almost 60, and when I hear Debbie does Dallas or Debbie Downer, <laughs> I do not like it at all. <laughs> You're unlucky that you had that name twice with a negative connotation. <laughs> huh? Debbie does Dallas. We always heard, I've never seen it. Right. It was like a 70s porno movie. Did you know that? No. I'd heard about it my whole life. It was just something that guys talked about. Like it was just a joke young among kids, kids. all yeah. the time. Um, and then Debbie Downer's from Saturday Night Live, where she went, wah, wah. <laughs> They're like, we're having so much fun today at this party. And Debbie'd be like, well, yeah, but uh, poverty's hit an all-new high in America, and we should, <laughs> wah, wah. So, yeah, that's unfortunate. But you say don't name her Karen because of that. Yes, it is sick forever. Okay. Yeah. We appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. Hope you have a good day. I love you guys. Okay, thank you. All right, bye-bye. bye-bye. Uh, let's go over to Emily in Georgia, who's calling, because we had a segment earlier today. We had a girl on who was like, hey, I want my dad and my stepdad to walk me down the aisle, but what do I do? Emily, what do you think about that? I mean, my cousin wanted to do that in her wedding, and it turned into a disaster. Go ahead. So, you know, the aisle's, pre- the aisle's pretty long, so she wanted her real dad to walk her down, like, the first three in the back, and then her stepdad walk her the rest of the way and, like, hand her over. And it, it upset her real dad, and that, that was my uncle, and so, like, our whole family was so upset with her that they sat in the back during the, like, ceremony, and he ended up was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm not even going to walk you down. And it came into this big ordeal, and so like he didn't walk her down, and they're all, we're all sitting. Well, they're all sitting in the back, and me and my sister, and my cousin's sister, we're all standing up there being bridesmaids, just looking at our family in the back, whose like heads were down the whole time. Then when it got to the reception, she walked up to her dad, my cousin did, and was like, "All right, I need your check for the open bar, Dad. Thanks." Huh. Yeah, ain't no drama like a a wedding drama, hmm. and it also hurts everyone. Because this, the bride, the wife now, has to remember her wedding as a day that everybody was fighting. I think it's selfish of the family to do that. I also think, too, that's why everything has to be equal, where they have to do it all. You don't go, you do the first, you do the second, you hand me off. Why is he handing her off? My well, mother. You know, that... <laughs> but also, how they handle that, it probably explains why it's an issue. <laughs> like, because I actually thought that my sister chose her stepdad over my dad, but she just texted me and said, no, no, no. Dad, her real dad, my dad, got to walk her halfway, and then her stepdad took her the rest of the way, exactly like she said. That's what they did. And, did you guess in the and, back with your heads down? No, <laughs> I was. I guess. I guess I didn't remember exactly how it went down, but that. And she said that my dad was totally fine with it. Well, your dad's a big, bigger man. I, that does make me think that he is, yeah. or he just sort of doesn't care. <laughs> Emily, thank you for the call. Appreciate that story. Hope you have a great day. Thank you. You too. Eric in Louisiana is on, speaking of baby names. Eric, what's going on with you? Tell me your story, man. Hey, morning. Morning. 
Yeah, uh, my wife's due in like less than three weeks, and we're naming our kid Forrest. And, you know, everybody that we talk to is run, Forrest, run, or life is like a box of chocolate. <laughs> yeah, you'll get that forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, those kids that he grows up with, they're not going to remember that movie. Yeah, it's a huge movie, but what kid nowadays that you know wants to watch an old movie? I agree, but so, I knew what Debbie Does Dallas was, and i never seen it. Right. But I think that Forrest, your kid Forrest, great name, love it, is going to be Forrest Gump forever. I think that is a, I think that's also a movie that's going to stand the test of time. And they may remake yep. it in like, you know, 30 that's, years oh, from now. That's <laughs> a great point, too. By the way, we're not advocating for a change of the name, Eric, at all. I love it. I think Forrest is a great name. But he is for always going to be Forrest Gump. Run, Forrest, run. His first time to play soccer when he's five, you know they're oh. going to be little snot-nosed kids going, <laughs> run, Forrest, run. I'm just saying. I just don't think he's going to, the kids his age are going to know anything. It'd be whenever he gets older. Well, call us back in five to seven years. Let us know <laughs> how that's going. <laughs> All right, we appreciate I'll that, Eric. Be listening. Thank you very much. Right. Hope you have an awesome day. Bye-bye. There he is, Eric in Louisiana. Uh, let's talk about the drama on the show because Ray Mundo had his wedding this past weekend, and uh, yesterday I had to take my, my suit back that for Ray's wedding. We rented suits. Great blue. You can see them on my Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones. Great suits. Yeah, really great color. Who picked the color, Ray? Well, we saw it on a Bravo TV show, and from then on, we knew they were going to be blue suits. It stood out so well. It's a great, great color. And so we wear the suits. We look good. We take them back yesterday. You put them all back in the bag. Uh, but who took them back for you two? Oh, uh, well, I, after the show yesterday, I was like, man, I got to take my suit back. And Eddie's like, oh, I'm headed that way, dude. I'll just drop your suit off for you if you want. And I was like... Man, that's awesome. It's in my car. I hand it to Eddie. Thinking, it's on Eddie, my way home, so yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I was like, Eddie's just such a nice dude. What, what a cool thing to happen. So then later in the day, I look at my credit card statement, and there's a $20 charge from <laughs> the suit place. And I'm like, what'd you do? What did I, yeah, why did I get an extra $20 charge? And I call them, like, oh, sorry, we looked in your bag, and you were missing your cufflinks. And I'm like, there ain't no chance I'm missing my cufflinks. They were still attached to my shirt. So... I'm assuming that Eddie lost his okay. cufflinks, went in my bag, and put him in his bag. And that's <laughs> why he wanted to take my suit back. No, what? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, why? I didn't lose my cufflinks. And there was nothing wrong with my return. Why? I didn't get charged. I didn't, I would not do this. This is ridiculous. Do you, you think Eddie was so early in on trying to get that 20 bucks back? He, he held about? his suit in his car, told you, I'll take it back, knowing he could steal it from you? <laughs> Absolutely. This is after I did the dude a favor. Now see, this is what I'm saying. Wait, he what? sets it up like he's being this nice guy, and he takes the cufflinks. What is happening right now? Did you take his cufflinks? Bones, I swear to God I did not take his cufflinks. Okay, I'm convinced. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? So you're telling me from the time that oh, Eddie Lunchbox got- is mad. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> the time I got the suit got you in Eddie's car- dude. And Eddie dropped off. The cufflinks just flew out the window, unzipped the bag, and flew out. I will say, though, Bones, when he gave me his bag, it was in a ball. Like, it was all the rest of us, you know, we still have them on hangers. We return them, you I know. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? I, mine was in a ball. Okay, yeah. well, his was yeah. in a ball. Mine was still kind <laughs> I'm not going to act like I'm any better than I am. Because I was like, you know, okay. it's all dirty anyway. They're just going to throw it in the washing machine. Yeah. Well, that's how he returned his. If the cufflinks <laughs> fell out, I don't know. That's on you, dude. I did not take those things. I, I believe Eddie. Amy, who do you believe? I believe Eddie, but maybe also Eddie. Eddie wasn't tricking Lunchbox because he lost his, but I think Eddie might be responsible for losing Lunchboxes. 
Did okay, you, the judge because says... Because I carried them in my car? Yeah. I don't understand. I'm going to rule as the judge here. Do you guys both agree that you'll... What, whatever my ruling is that you will do? Uh-oh. He already believes well, no, me. I'm not so going to yeah. kiss him. So, yeah. No, no, no it, it has to do... It has <laughs> to do with Bobby this situation. Why do Bobby want to see y'all I don't want to see... No, maybe, that might be your fantasy, but not mine. Because <laughs> yeah. that didn't even pop in my head. Okay. <laughs> that's what that's what Will you? Because it could be for either one of you or what's going to happen. Do you accept the judge's ruling before, well, before I, we do I'm it? so innocent in this case that I don't want to agree to anything. But like, that's if the judge says that you're completely innocent, he has to leave you alone about it. Yeah, I mean, do you agree with the... I mean, it's kind of like you, you go to court, you got to trust the judge. You came to court, Man, so... Man, some crap. I woke up this morning normal. <laughs> like, everything's fine. I did you a favor yesterday. You should t- You should take the deal or it could end up worse. It, yep, it could. That's what happened. A okay. non-stop segment that he's going to send in going, Eddie Steele owes me $20. Uh, okay, whatever you want. Yes. Lunchbox, do you accept the judge's ruling? Man, I'm about to... Uh, yeah, I have to. I brought it to the court because I was so upset that I figured the judge is going to see my case and be like, dude, this dude jacked your stuff. What was the charge? 20 bucks. $20. <laughs> $20. Okay, if it's not a big deal, then give me the 20 Then why'd you take the cufflinks? <laughs> I didn't take the cufflinks. Eddie. Oh, they just disappeared out of his Let Jeep. me ask you a question. Yes. Did you take the cufflinks? I did not take the cufflinks. Were your cufflinks ever missing from no. your suit? No. What did you do with your cufflinks? After you were done with them. After I was done with them, I checked the sleeves and I made the little, you know, the little thing that makes them uh, stay there. Yeah. You know, you turn it sideways and I made sure they were sideways. I made sure that all the little dot things were there in the buttons and I put it back and I hung it up. Lunchbox, did you check your cufflinks before you Absolutely, put them in? Absolutely, 100%. And you don't think there's any chance? No, nope, because right when I got home, I mean, my wife's undressing me. I said, no, 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 first we got to put the shirt in the bag. There we go. His wife undressed him. You know how they undress? Like this. <laughs> That's how Ripping they do the shirts off. Why do they undress that way in, know, in no your idea. mind? <laughs> that, I'm assuming. Now we know they have weird <laughs> fantasies, both of them. <laughs> like, what's wrong with y'all? You rip it right off. Eddie pictures Lunchbox and his wife. Lunchbox pictures Eddie. Uh, this is all a weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> what do you so, think, Judge? I can't award you $20, Lunchbox. Golly, man. Because I don't know that Eddie stole it. However, Eddie did take back a product that was missing something. As a favor. As a favor, I can't award you $20, but I can award you $5 from Eddie to pay for a quarter of the cufflinks. Yes. That's ridiculous. It's so, still a we- I mean... I mean, that's the gas it took for me to take your suit yes. off. No, it's on your Eddie, what did you learn from this? What? What did you learn from this? Don't do any favors for Lunchbox. Uh, and Lunchbox, what did you learn you, from Judge. this? Don't trust Eddie. He'll okay. jack your stuff, man. He's <laughs> supposed to be my boy. It's ridiculous. So he's supposed to have my back. And what did we learn? They fantasize everyone each other. Assume that's what you they two do. Weirdos. <laughs> uh, Eddie owes lunchbox five dollars. Thank you, bro. Awesome. Less than twenty. Great. I didn't lose anything. I shouldn't pay anything. You should pay me for taking the suit back. Court, dude. Like, Find that double oh, well. And now the judge. All right. Case over. Thank you very much. All right. Here are the benchmarks every man should be able to to nail to save their own life. Ready? Ready. Because this is from a book called Endurance. It was written in 1926. Okay. Number one, swimming. You should be able to swim at least half a mile or more, which a mile was pretty far. When I did those triathlons, it was a mile swim. The Olympic, yeah. But half a mile, I think you can do if you just don't race it. On a regular pool, how long is a mile? <laughs> well, what's a regular pool? Like the, 20, the 50, 50 meter. 50, yeah. which is a longer pool. Mm-hmm. Mm, I, 32, uh, 32 oh, laps. Whoa. That's ridiculous. Mike, do you Google that? Because I'm only going from memory. I mean, you probably right. It's a lot. That's a lot. So how many laps on a 50-meter pool is a mile? Uh, or, uh, running. You should run 200 yards at top speed. What do you think about that? Yeah. Okay. 
You should be able to jump over obstacles that are waist high. You should be able to do 15 to 20 (laughs) chin-ups. Amy, could you do 15 chin-ups? I can't jump over anything waist high, nor can I do chin-ups. You should be able to do 25 dips between chairs. Oh, the... Like that, yeah. Again, this is 1926. Uh, How many laps in an Olympic pool? So to do a mile, it's 66 laps, so 33 for half. That's that's pretty close on that. How do you remember that? So weird. I don't know. He read it. I don't know. No, he did it. He didn't read it. He did it. He lived it. You probably trained. Oh, in a how pool. did you do it? Because you did it for the Ironman. Yeah, that's a lot, dude. That's a lot I didn't do an Ironman. Iron I did oh. two. Thank you. Oh, oh you didn't you. do an Ironman. No. I did two Olympic triathlons. I did not do an Ironman. <laughs> have you uh. seen his tattoo? He doesn't have one. Is that what you do? When you I do an think Ironman? after you do an Ironman, most people. Well, well get to it, Bones. What are you waiting on? Get an Ironman tattoo. Did Chuck? Didn't Chuck Wicks do an Ironman? Oh, he did. A half is basically. You get half the tattoo. A half is basically an Olympic triathlon. Okay. Maybe maybe a little more. A a half of what? An Ironman. It is. I don't know. I just said that. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to sound bigger and cooler. Seems like it would take all day. Well, an Ironman though is when you swim. I think it's like a two and a half mile swim. So that's about a mile is about half of that. And then the bicycle ride is 112 miles on a normal, so it's 60. On, when we did it, it was... I don't remember. Yeah, a little shorter than that. Anyway, like, That's whatever. why I'm impressed you remember all the details. That's it. Amy, what's going on? We have another soccer game today, and I'm pumped for it. Yeah, your daughter had a little yeah. runaway with it. I, I texted Amy last night. Yeah. I said, wow, Stashira's kicking the ball. I said, you cut the video right before the goal. She was like, yeah, there was a flag thrown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, minor detail. We didn't need to show that part. What do you have? I have a COVID test today that I have to take for this weekend, which will be my third in four days. Good luck. Thank you. I have my final podcast for the Vets You Should Know series, highlighting veterans that served in the military. I'm talking to Jamie Lynn Spears for a Bobby cast. I'm going to the Opry for some taping. Pretty busy day. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight things to do today. A lot. (sighs) Got to maintain this life. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's it. Thank you, guys. We will see you tomorrow. Have a great day and see you Wednesday. Bye, guys. Let's go. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show.